0: Welcome to Unchained TV, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. You're about to hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your health, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Welcome.
1: I am so excited to talk about something super important. Uh, we are talking about this beautiful being right here. Happy the elephant. Uh, will, will New York City ban elephants in captivity and free this poor being who has been stuck alone for so many years when she could run hundreds of miles in the wild. This would be a huge breakthrough for the animal rights movement in general. We are going to talk to one of the leaders in this movement. First, let's go straight out to what was happening in New York City when this was announced recently on the steps of New York
2: City Hall. We are honored to be here today to join Councilmember Shahana and Neen for the introduction of this groundbreaking bill that would put an end to over two centuries of elephant suffering in New York City. Elephants are majestic beings. They are cognitively complex individuals with extraordinary emotional intelligence. They are autonomous, self-aware, and empathetic. They have a rich network of social relationships through which they cooperate and build coalitions. They understand the physical competence and emotional state of others. They engage in intentional communication, including vocalizations to share knowledge and information with others in a manner similar to humans. Through scientific studies and observation, we have also learned what elephants need to thrive and how captivity causes them immense physical and psychological harm. And now we go straight
1: out to the woman who spoke there on the steps of New York City Hall, Courtney Fern with the Non-Human Rights Project. Courtney, bring
2: us up to date. What is the very latest? So as of right now, the bill has been introduced. It was introduced on March 16th. And as you said, this would be groundbreaking legislation. It would be, the if passed, the first uh, elephant captivity ban bill passed in the United States and as of right now we are seeking co-sponsors for the legislation It currently has 11 co sponsors and we hope to have a hearing before the Health Committee sometime in the fall so, so in the very early stages of uh, the legislative process are you hopeful yes we are very hopeful
1: ha- what is the implication of this because um We also have this issue that is going on um, in the courts where your organization, the Non-Human Rights Project, is going to court trying to get something called habeas corpus for these animals. Um, And habeas corpus, I wanted to look it up because I don't like to use terms that I don't understand fully. We've all heard it a million times, but here's exactly what it means. A writ requiring a person under arrest to be brought before a judge or into court, especially to secure the person's release unless lawful grounds are shown for their detention. It is kind of a basic human right here in America. Nobody can just lock you up because they feel like it, even though they do that in other countries. Right. I mean, we've got a journalist right now locked up in Russia on trumped up charges of espionage. They don't have to really prove a whole heck of a lot. But here in the United States, one of the fundamentals of our freedoms is that, no, you can't just throw me in jail because you feel like it. You've got to be brought before a judge and they've got to argue why you should be detained. What the Non-Human Rights Project is saying is essentially that should apply to animals. And Exhibit A is happy the elephant, this poor being, is stuck alone at the Bronx Zoo. And um, there has been this huge campaign. I think it's something like more than a million signatures to get her out. There's the hashtag free happy. Uh, The non-human rights project has been battling this. Uh, What is the very latest with the court battle to get this poor solitary animal, and these are highly social animals, to get her out of, well, I'm just going to say it. My opinion is animal prison.
2: Yeah, so Happy's case was monumental and historic. We filed a habeas corpus petition on her behalf in November of 2018, and it went up to the highest court in New York, um, the New York Court of Appeals, and uh, her case was heard. It was almost a year ago. Um, It'll be a year in May. Um, And it was the first time the highest court in English speaking jurisdiction heard a habeas corpus petition on behalf of someone other than a human. Uh, So Happy's case was truly historic. Unfortunately, the majority of the court ruled that Happy did not have the common law right to bottle the liberty protected by habeas corpus. And therefore she is still being detained at the Wildlife Conservation Society's Bronx Zoo. Where she's been held alone for the past 46 years, uh, or she's been held captive for 46 years. The past 17 years, she's been held alone in solitary confinement. Um, So, the status of the case, it it is concluded, which is why we've moved towards a legislative path. Um, In the majority of the opinion, some of the judges expressed that this was a legislative issue. We don't necessarily agree with this. We believe it can be both. Uh, addressed by the courts through habeas corpus and obviously by the legislature by either recognizing and establishing their right to bodily liberty or by what New York City is doing, uh, attempting to ban the, the keeping of elephants in captivity.
1: Now, Happy, seen here, which is such an ironically titled name. I mean, her name should be miserable. Okay, because these animals are highly social creatures. She's here alone. They can run something like 100 miles in the wild a day. And here she is in one acre, which is nothing for an elephant. I mean, this is happening all over the world, this issue with different animals. We know that, you know, Lolita is finally going to be freed. Oh, my gosh. Similar situation, uh, Lolita, the... um, the beautiful, beautiful orca, you know, imprisoned at the Miami Seaquarium, finally. I attended a protest there, Mike, I don't even know how many years ago, and the new owner has decided, because his little daughter said, this is wrong, Dad, out of the mouths of babes, uh, he decided to uh, return Lolita to Sanctuary. That's in process now. So, you know, this is very similar, Happy the Elephant. There's also here in Los Angeles, Billy the Elephant. Um, So let me play a clip of what the head of the non-human rights project, Stephen Wise, said after or during this court battle. Now, this is a clip from a while ago. So uh, ignore the the call numbers. Those are gone now. But it's important that we hear what Stephen Wise had to say.
3: In 2013, the non-human rights project began filing lawsuits demanding the legal right to bodily liberty for a non-human animal. These began in New York on behalf of chimpanzees. We were not expecting to win. We lost every time, but we were beginning the process that would, in time, lead to success. Today we're litigating on behalf of the elephant named Happy. Zeus claimed that granting her the right to bodily liberty will result in a the uprooting of the entire social order Will upend the state's legal system will inflict extensive and far-reaching consequences and significant economic consequences To make such arguments against elephants having the right to bodily liberty is not merely irrational It's historically dangerous and echoes a long deeply regrettable history of biases
1: all right. Well, what just break that down for us, Courtney? I mean, what what Stephen Wise is essentially saying is they're like, oh no, we can't give this animal rights because if we do that, oh, who knows what's gonna happen, right? Oh, that opens the door to maybe having to be nice to all animals. Wouldn't that be uh wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't it yeah. be to be nice to all animals. We're destroying the natural world. We're in the midst of the sixth mass extinction. Um, but before you answer that question, I, I believe we have some callers. Uh, answer that question and then we'll get to, to the callers. Uh, go ahead.
2: Yeah, well, first, the, the argument that the Wildlife Conservation Society, which owns a man just a Bronx Zoo, and what others who oppose Happy's uh, the recognition of a right to liberty, are they you know, focusing on the slippery slope argument is sort of the easy way out. We very narrowly tailored our litigation to solely uh, focus on Happy, so there would be no broader impact. Like, yes, potentially more cases could be brought seeking to free elephants from their captivity, uh, but this would only have impacted Happy. So that argument uh, was just the easy way out for those that don't want to do what's right for Happy. Um,
1: all right, we've got some callers. Let's start with Nilo Farr in Dallas, Texas. Your question or thought for Courtney Fern of the Non-Human Rights Project. Hi. When society's values change, so must the law. For example, the Ringling Brothers, they stopped their animal acts because, to their credit, they acknowledged that the public... Um, uh, started to become against elephants in captivity
2: and use for entertainment so um do you think that um this 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 um, progress as far as knowledge and and public attitudes is um, is is helping this this movement thanks yes definitely I think as people become more and more aware about the cognitive and uh Capabilities of elephants and what their physical and psychological needs are, um, people are becoming more opposed to them being held captive in environments that are known to cause them immense suffering. Um, we've seen, um, Jane, as you mentioned, you know, Billy at the LA Zoo has always shown exhibiting stereotypic behavior. He was held alone for a significant period of time. He was just recently integrated with the female members or the other female elephants imprisoned with him at the LA Zoo. Um, You know, people are becoming more and more aware that elephants should not be held captive. They should be uh, roaming freely in their native ranges. And uh, resources need to be diverted not to holding them captive here in the United States, but to conserving their native, uh, you know, the wild populations and helping those flourish um, rather than holding them captive. So
1: what's next with the court case? Because... What Stephen Wise said is, okay, you've lost, but it's just the start. You're relentless. You're never going
2: to give up. So what's next with the court case? So with, with Happy's case, unfortunately, it, it has concluded. Uh, the court issued a ruling, and given that it was the highest court in New York, Um, it's ended, which is why we've pivoted to legislation, and we are very hopeful that this will pass, and that Happy and Patty, there's another elephant held captive at the Bronx Zoo. She's also held alone, so there are two solitary elephants who are forced to share a one-acre plot of land in New York City, not an environment that, uh, even if there was a sanctuary, would be appropriate for an elephant. Um, So with, with Happy and with Patty, we are now seeking to have uh, you know, captivity banned in New York City, and for them to be transferred to an elephant sanctuary where they can live as freely as possible in uh, a captive environment. But we are moving forward. We have active uh, litigation in Fresno, California, where there are three elephants currently uh, imprisoned at the Fresno Chaffee Zoo. The zoo there is. All the elephants at the Fresno Chaffee Zoo were recently imported from the wild in mm-hmm. East Watini. Uh, two of them were imported a mother-daughter pair in 2016. So they lived wild or freely in the wild for a majority of their lives and only recently are held captive. Um, the bull elephant Mabu, who is currently held captive there with them, uh, was imported in 2003. And he has been forced to uh, breed with elephants at three different zoos. He's fathered 15 offspring, 13 Ugh. who are alive. And those elephants who are born, so his offspring, will never know what freedom is like. They will be held captive in the United States for the remainder of their life. There is no conservational aspect to holding elephants captive in the United States, regardless of what zoos say. They will often say, oh, we, we, with the three elephants at the Fresno Chaffee Zoo that they were saved from being culled, when that's not true. Even if there there were other places for them to go in Africa, other uh, nature preserves, other sanctuaries, where they did not have to be brought to the United States to be held in tiny, inappropriate environments that are known to cause immense suffering in elephants. This whole zoo system with for or zoos holding elephants captive in the United States, all it does is destroy the individual lives of elephants.
1: All right. We've got some callers. Uh, let's run through the Michael from Los Angeles. Your question or thought?
4: Uh, yes. Hi. Um, thanks for having the show today. This is uh, really great news. Uh, my question is, after so many years in captivity, how is Happy's, uh well being and mental state? Would you be able to adapt, you know, to being uh, free. And, um, yeah, I just wonder, really w- curious about that.
2: That's a, that's, a, that, that, that's a great question and and Happy unfortunately could not be rewilded and sent back to the wild. As you noted, she's been held captive for majority of her life at this point. So what we are seeking and what would be best for her is to be sent to an elephant sanctuary. There are uh, two accredited elephant sanctuaries here in the United States and so either would afford her the ability to uh, have pretty much, uh, you know, freedom of movement and the ability to have more social opportunities than she has now. She would have the ability uh, to choose how to spend her days and who to spend her days with. Um, and, and so she would have, you know, some human care, but she would be able to, uh, you know, exercise her autonomy and uh, engage in her innate and natural behaviors.
1: All right. Annie in Sherman Oaks, your question or thought for Courtney Fern of the Non-Human Rights Project.
4: Hi, thank you for having the show. I think
1: it's uh, hi. Hi, can you hear me? Can you hear yes. me? Yes. Hello. Yes. Ask your awesome.
4: question, my dear. Hi, hi. Thank you, Dane. Thank you for having this show. Always leading on and non-human projects. Thank you. You do such amazing work. What can we do to eliminate these? elephants from being taken away from the, you know, the originations, which is India and Asia, you know, like the Africa. What is something that we could do to eliminate it from the root? Like free Billy, free, uh, uh, happy. There's many more animals going around the world. What is the most effective way to stop it from the root so that these poor innocent beings don't torture and suffer from the get-go and end up in zoo prisons every animal deserves this every animal needs to be free and this is something that we are being more aware thank you so much
1: great question you know what she's saying is if if we somehow get laws where they can't take them out Uh, I remember Israel passed a a ban on exporting wild-caught monkeys to laboratories. So that stopped the flow. Um, I actually went to Israel um, and saw that that last group of monkeys um, go from uh, what was a breeding facility to uh, a sanctuary within Israel. So um, why can't we work with these governments where these elephants are, India, Asia, you know, Thailand, to stop it at the
2: source? So, so right, interestingly enough, there is currently a um, proposed rule by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife that would address the import uh, or the live African elephant trade. Uh, currently, there there is no import um, from of Asian elephants directly from Asia, so we, we don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, although Asian elephants are currently being imported from who are, who are being held captive at European zoos to the United States. Um, but with African elephants, the US Fish and Wildlife Service has proposed a rule that would limit the ability of uh, live African elephants to be imported to the United States. And there was a commenting period and a lot of organizations requested that there just be an, all, you know, a complete ban on the import of live African elephants. Um, so what you can do is when they uh, seek additional comments or uh, when, uh, They'll seek. Uh, they'll have uh, or, you know, the ability to uh, to submit oral comments in person. Uh, to do that, um, you can also write your your state senator or, or your I'm sorry your your U.S. senator and your representative to let them know that this is an issue that you are passionate about and what can the U.S. do to end the import of live elephants to the United States.
1: All right, we've got another caller, Emick in Los Angeles. Your question or thought for Courtney Fern of the Non-Human Rights Project.
2: Hi. Thank you so much for your amazing work, both of you. And I've been supporting you for years. We, like, I, I just heard the question I was going to ask, but I still want to know what can we do better to pressure the government because they are the ones acting like bullies and not considering animals' lives or rights or anything like that. How can
4: we make them learn the value of life and see animals as individuals so when they are making decisions, they can add them into the picture and understand that killing animals is killing us as well. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Yes, you know, we are in the midst of the Sixth Mass Extinction at the rate we're going, Um, We've destroyed 70% of wildlife. Um, Within a decade, we could have virtually no wildlife left running wild. Um, How do we wake people up? Uh, I was just listening to a history course where they said Easter Island, you know, was a thriving community, but they kept uh, engaging in ecological overreach and because it was an isolated island, eventually they cut down the last tree, which meant they couldn't build any more boats, and they died. They died off. And what the professor said was they they must have known when they chopped down that last tree that they were committing suicide, but they did it anyway.
2: Yeah, so with respect to elephants, at least, I think it's important you can have the greatest impact with your local elected. Officials and your representative. So, I would contact your city council member, your state assembly member, your U.S. representative, and let them know that this issue is important to you, that you want, you do no longer want to see elephants or whichever species you are passionate about held captive, and that resources for their conservation need to go towards uh, helping the wild populations thrive versus holding them captive and exploiting them here in the United States for financial purposes. Um, well, so I think what
1: people don't realize are that zoos—they kind of think of them as like, oh, educational institutions, museums. Sort of like they're businesses, they're- and yeah, they—they're there to make money. That's what they are there for. You know, I grew up in Manhattan, and people in Central Park would ask me, "Where's the zoo?" And I'd say, "I'm not going to tell you. I don't want you to go to the zoo. I don't want to take your child to the zoo." When I was taken to the zoo as a child, I saw immediately that these animals were suffering and unhappy, and it depressed me. I would leave the zoo every single time depressed. And why is it that children have this ability to see this, but the adults are just numbed out and they can't appreciate the suffering of these animals? Would you like to be on display What was explained to me is the difference between a sanctuary and a zoo, among many other things, is that the sanctuary is designed for the animal's well-being, okay? More space, the zoo, and many, many other things. The zoo is designed for the visitor's well-being. So they have to keep the animal in a small area. Otherwise, the animal would go away and you'd pay your ticket and you wouldn't get to see the animal on display, so these animals are constantly on display. Nobody wants to be on display. Would you like to be in a store window 24-7, 365? Of course not. It's basic common sense, but the hubris of our species that we think we are so much more important and so much better than all other living creatures and that their needs don't count it's coming back to haunt us with climate change, with habitat destruction, wildlife extinction, human world hunger, drought, desertification, ocean dead zones. We are barreling toward a climate apocalypse. And are we going to be like the people on Easter Island who keep destroying nature, even though we should realize that it's going to end badly for us? This is the question and the narrow mindedness of of institutions like the zoo and the court system, it's so infuriating. So wasn't there a way to go up to the U.S. Supreme Court from the highest court in uh,
2: New York? Um, not in this case with with a state-level uh, common law habeas corpus petition. We went up to the highest court we could possibly have gone up to. Um, and and that's what's going to be happening with our, you know, all of our future uh Oh, dear. OK, Stay well, the we, state.
1: Um, we're having you're breaking up just a little bit, but um, Sorry. oh, that's all right. Yeah, it happens. No worries. Um, what we're going to do is um, probably take a short break. And um, on the other side of the break, we're going to come back. But but I want to say a couple of things. Um, welcome to our new time slot. We are here now on Wednesdays at noon Pacific. Uh, We hope that everybody from Voice America Radio listens, because this is information that's not going out on mainstream media. I think I have you back. Let me ask you one question. Did you get good coverage of your news conference outside City Hall by the local and the national news media? Were they fair about it?
2: Yes, we got great local coverage of uh, the announcement of the introduction of the elephant captivity bill in New York City. We didn't get much uh, national coverage, but we got great local coverage, and that is what is most important to get New Yorkers involved and excited about this bill.
1: Yes, um, and, and that's the thing. Here's my theory. I believe this is going to pass in New York City, and if any of you live in New York City, please contact your members of the City Council. The person who proposes this is a, a councilwoman from Brooklyn. But wherever you live in New York City, whether it's Brooklyn, whether it's Manhattan, whether it's Queens, whether it's Staten Island, did
2: I cover them all? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um and 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 also you can contact uh non-human rights project as well as voters for animal rights were the two organizations that helped develop this legislation and we'll be filling you in on days of action and when you know key dates to contact your members and uh when to get your your fellow new yorkers uh involved in this yeah um and when is the vote going to occur um so uh we're still in the very beginning so we don't have like an exact timeline we're hoping that we will have a committee hearing sometime in the fall but there's no uh a deadline uh for this legislation
1: yes all right well we're going to take a short break here on voice america radio and we are so delighted to be in this new uh, exciting time slot um and uh, we're having a great time we're bringing you. Very important information that you do not get anywhere else. And this is why we urge you to download Unchained TV, the free streaming network for animal lovers and planet lovers, um, and download it for free on your phone. You just go to your app store and put in Unchained TV, one word, and in 10 seconds you will have uh, Unchained TV. And we can also download it on our television via Amazon Fire Stick, Apple TV device and the Roku device. And it's soon to be on all Samsung televisions. So we're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a second.
4: Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts
0: get unchained tune in every wednesday for unchained tv on the voice america variety channel featuring nationally recognized best-selling author tv journalist and the founder of the unchained tv free streaming network jane velez mitchell this program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution it all starts on your plate If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Unchained TV, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
4: voice america is on linkedin connect with us today
1: have you become a member yet sign up now to become a member of voice america it's always free and easy
0: listening to unchained tv to reach the show today call in to 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email in to jane at unchained now back to the show
1: welcome back uh, to unchained tv's podcast on voice america radio Uh, Again, please download our free streaming network, more than a thousand videos, incredible documentaries, plant-based cooking shows, as well as talk shows like this one and breaking news events. We just covered a trial yesterday, uh, which was uh, truly fascinating. Uh, A young man leafleting in Utah on public property was convicted of trespass and disorderly conduct, even though the videotape showed the police telling him, we don't want you here. And uh, don't you realize you're upsetting this community? It's like the first rule of policing is you're not there to advocate for a particular philosophy. You're there to protect people, including that person. Uh, So is free speech dead in Utah? We can talk about that. Meanwhile, we're talking about imprisoned animals, animals imprisoned in zoos. So just to bring you up to date, there was a news conference recently where it was announced that um, there is a bill being proposed in New York City in the legislature that would ban captive elephants. That means elephants in zoos would not be allowed in New York City. That means happy the elephant could be freed after a decades long campaign.
2: We are honored to be here today to join Councilmember Shahan and Neem for the introduction of this groundbreaking bill that would put an end to over two centuries of elephant suffering in New York City. Elephants are majestic beings. They are cognitively complex individuals with extraordinary emotional intelligence. They are autonomous, self-aware and empathetic. They have a rich network of social relationships through which they cooperate and build coalitions. They understand the physical confidence and emotional state of others. They engage in intentional communication, including vocalizations to share knowledge and information with others in a manner similar to humans. Through scientific studies and observations. We have also learned what elephants need to thrive and how captivity causes them immense physical and psychological
1: harm. So apparently there are a lot of co-signers. Tell us about the politics in New York City and how this is a growing movement. How 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 many council members do you need
2: to have a shot at passing this? Um, it, it, it's hard to say. I mean, the more co-sponsors, the better. Uh, right now, there there is a primary election going on for a lot of the council members, so many are, uh, you know, focused on that at the moment. But we have gotten a really strong and positive response to this this bill. We already have eleven co-sponsors, which is fantastic, and we're really hopeful that throughout the summer we'll be able to get more co-sponsors, and we'll have a committee hearing sometime in the fall. Um, so. You know that's that's pretty quick for local legislation for anyone that's worked on uh you know a a local city ordinance to have it from introduction to a committee hearing within a matter of months is is great um and so we're hopeful that's the trajectory of this bill and that sometime next year happy and patty will be freed and uh, released to uh, one of the two elephant sanctuaries in the united states so you have elephant sanctuaries that are ready to take them There are two elephant sanctuaries that that would be able to take them. Uh, Yes. Well, that's good. All right. Yes. Um, I
1: personally feel this is a much bigger subject um, that really is about human evolution. You know, we're getting to a point now where we are really in a truly modern world where we can have virtual reality that gives school kids an experience that is far beyond trudging through an animal prison and looking at animals behind bars with the screaming and that echoing of a uh, zoo. I never found it uh, fun as a child. I always left depressed Uh, kids. In fact, we were talking about the fact that Lolita uh, the killer whale orca uh, in uh, Miami sea aquarium is being released now because the new owner's daughter said, I'm leaving. I'm not watching this. Obviously, this, this is too small for her, and I don't want to be a part of it. And she woke her father up, who is now proactively engaged in getting uh, Lolita to a freedom in a pod sanctuary. It's, it's, it's basically a cove with netting, but she is can hear her mother, who is still alive in the Pacific Northwest, My personal feeling is that all these zoos need to be either shut down or transition to sanctuaries. Do you feel that that is a possibility? Uh, In other words, farmed animal sanctuaries. We didn't have any of those, you know, 40, 50 years ago. Now we have hundreds. It started with farm sanctuary and animal place. And now all over the country and the world, I visited one in Switzerland. It's a new concept where... Sanctuaries are designed to benefit the animals, not just the visitors, although visitors can have an incredible time at sanctuaries to see animals in their natural state, not as prisoners. Um, Do you feel like we're on the brink of a cultural shift where we're, we're starting to see that this is, I would
2: say, medieval? It's just not of the modern world, zoos. I think people are starting to realize, especially with certain species, that they should no longer be held captive in environments such as zoos and should be sent to sanctuaries, um, you know, where they can live out the rest of their lives. I think what you, you know, I agree with you. I think it would be fantastic. Zoos can definitely contribute to helping save imperiled domestic or native species in the United States. So transitioning to a sanctuary type model where they can help, um, you know, rehabilitate, say you know, I'm based in Los Angeles, coyotes uh, who can't be released into the wild or bobcats or help with uh, breeding programs for imperiled, you know, native bird species, I forget, I think the LA Zoo helped with the breeding program of uh, some bird um, and, you know, help breed them and then release them back into the wild. Um, I think if zoos transitioned into sanctuary type models and helped rehabilitate, uh, you know, native populations, that would be ideal.
1: Yes. um, You know, they always use as an excuse for what they're doing to these animals. Well, they're being decimated in the wild. So we are breeding them to keep the species alive. The way to keep the species alive is to stop destroying their habitats. Okay, that's the real way. Don't kidnap them from the wild. Force them to breed and then say we're saving these animals. Um, Stop decimating their homes in the wild. Uh, That is really the solution. But uh, I do feel that there is potential for sanctuary certain uh, certain uh, zoos to transition. I mean, when I grew up and I went to the Central Park Zoo uh, when I was a kid and there were three seals in a tiny little enclosure right there near the Plaza Hotel, right near Fifth Avenue and 59th Street, uh, Central Park South. um, It was a. you know, medieval, literally, these three animals like like ornaments on top of a cake. That can't be transformed into a sanctuary. The space is not there. Unless they take the whole Central Park. And I say, good, do it. Take the whole Central Park and give it to animals. Uh, but uh, the point is that there are others that do have that capacity because they're in areas where they could make that transition. The trouble is, you know, always follow the money. At the yeah. end of the day, all of this is an industry. The people running these zoos have huge salaries. Um, it's it's There's a profit motive there, and it's about ticket sales. And so that's where the issue comes in, is that we've really got to look at these models that are from an, a, a previous era and say we don't want them anymore. It's like uh, when I've toured castles in Europe, It was fascinating to me that the tour guide said, you know, even though these look like magnificent castles, at a certain point, the royalty or the aristocrats, uh, the nobility living there said, well, great, they look good, but they don't have toilets. They don't have plumbing. They don't have electricity. And it would cost a million dollars or more to put those things in. We're moving out. And they moved out and they went into apartments because as nice as beautiful as castles are, they're from another era. And it's the same thing with zoos. Zoos are from another era entirely. We are in the modern era, and we need to live leave this concept behind and teach kids about wildlife using high-tech modern tools like virtual reality. Uh, your thoughts on that, and can
2: Non-Human Rights Project bring some of those arguments into the equation? Yeah, and I, I should say, you know, we we focus, we follow the science, so we really focus on species that have been Uh, scientifically shown to be uh, autonomous and self-aware. And so I'm going to really focus on sort of non-human primates and uh, cetaceans, as well as as elephants. And with elephants specifically, there is absolutely no reason for them to be held captive in zoos. They suffer greatly. Um, Zoos will spend an insane amount of money, like $50 million to renovate their elephant exhibit just to continue to hold them captive to add maybe one, two, three acres, which means nothing to an elephant. They need tens, hundreds of acres to be able to roam freely um, and to be able to, uh, you know, not be in psychological and physical distress all of the time. Um, and to your point about uh, educating children in another way, a lot of zoos are bringing in animatronic dinosaur exhibits to, to teach children about dinosaurs and extinct species. And it's one of the most popular exhibits that a lot of these zoos have. So there's no reason to be holding elephants, chimpanzees, gorillas, orangutans, bonobos captive when uh, you know, children can learn about them in, in compassionate ways that do not harm uh, animals and deprive them of their liberty. We have another caller, Stephen, Dallas, Texas, your question or
1: thought for Courtney Fern of the Non-Human Rights Project.
4: Hi, Jane. Thank you for mentioning that, you know, the main destroyer of nature is our commodification of animals. And, and here in Dallas, by the Dallas Zoo, there's a McDonald's right outside the zoo that decided to decorate their entire restaurant with all the zoo animals and, and the zoo kid playground. And, and, you know, it's, it's a big attraction. And it's so ironic that a McDonald's one of the main drivers of the destruction of these habitats are also, you know, trying to draw kids in with these, you know, you know, pictures of, of zoo animals. And it's just, it's so enraging to me and then brainwashing and, uh, of the times I went to the zoo, I'd like to have my money back. So I, I'm curious what your thoughts are on that, how this McDonald's is the cause of, but also trying to promote, you know, th- those very animals that they're destroying. would love your thoughts on that.
1: Oh, wow. Steve, what a great point. And I want to point out that they always cite the kids. There's a There was a, let's hope it's aborted, but there was a plan to try to put a a giant aquarium at the Santa Monica Pier. And I was talking to somebody who was for it, and she was saying, but the kids, the kids, it's like the kids aren't going to benefit from that. You want to benefit, show the kids what it's like to swim with the dolphins, to swim with the sharks, to swim with the whales. Uh, You can have that experience that is really taking you right there as opposed to trudging into this deafening hall where animals are behind glass going to the glass tapping because they're going mad through confinement Uh, it it just drives me crazy when they cite the kids the kids are traumatized i was traumatized by zoos when i was a child
2: Uh, go ahead what are your thoughts courtney yeah, I, I think it's there. There is no legitimate interest to depriving non-human animals of their freedom. Um, there, there's not. And so, it's, it's saying that kids are being educated by seeing an elephant standing in place and rocking back and forth is just absurd. Uh, kids learn a lot more from watching. You know, there's a new Nat Geo uh, program on wild elephants, or you know, you can watch anything on a wild observe nothing can replicate observing a species in the wild Um, seeing them in a captive environment is not educational because you're not seeing the actual animal you're seeing a depressed replica of them
1: absolutely and again we're speaking with courtney fern of the non-human rights project and they have been fighting in court for such a long time for these elephants here is happy does happy look happy to you staring at a whatever fence gate uh, I mean look at that just staring out just like you would if you were stuck behind bars you'd stare through the bars trying to get out and and yet the the efforts to get this animal to a sanctuary and there's a very, very similar battle happening here in Los Angeles with Billy the elephant. Attorney David Castleman, who's a buddy of mine, has been fighting for decades to get Billy out. And you know, it doesn't—it doesn't matter. Um, there's no reasoning with the people who have who have taken the animals hostage. Okay, it, it, literally, you could be—you're like a hostage negotiator dealing with somebody who is not open to discussion. That's what it is. And um, it's really, really uh, frustrating that in the 21st century, this is still going on. And let me ask you this question. What were some of the dissents? You said that the effort to get habeas corpus for happy um, went all the way up to the highest court in New York State. Habeas corpus means you can't just hold happy against her will, that you have to basically go before a court and prove that there's a legitimate reason. And of course, if that happened, there wouldn't be a legitimate reason to hold this animal who's been kidnapped from the wild in 1971 from her family. Um, They've ruled against it, but there were two very strong dissents. Tell me who those justices were and what they said.
2: So the dissents were, one was by Judge Rowan Wilson, who was actually just elevated to be chief judge of the uh, New York Court of Appeals. He wrote the longest dissent in the Court of Appeals history. Um, in his, his dissent, he talked a lot about uh, the evolution of society and uh, you know the values that we hold. And he argued that Happy's case should uh, have been uh, sent back down to the lower court where there would have been a fact finding uh, trial to decide whether uh, she should be sent to a sanctuary or not. The other judge, Judge Jenny Rivera. Uh, uh, felt that Happy did have the right to bodily liberty protected by habeas corpus and she had a really uh, strong uh, quote within her dissent saying a gilded cage is still a cage uh, You know, making light of the fact that it doesn't matter what the Bronxie says in terms of like how much enrichment they give her, she's still in a cage she's still being held captive, she's still being deprived of her liberty and suffering. Um, so those were two very compelling uh, dissents from uh, you know, two of the high two, two judges on the highest court in New York.
1: And here is uh, one of the cover images from the Non Human Rights Project that says um, Humans are not the only animals entitled to recognition and protection of their fundamental rights. Uh, certainly, one of the reasons why these folks are saying, oh, this is going to cause a whole societal collapse if we give happy heaviest corpus is that there are so many other animals being tortured unnecessarily in laboratories, um, in entertainment uh, arenas, and it's primates, it's tigers, it's lions, it's, oh my gosh. And so if you open that Pandora's box and say, wait a second, humans are not the only animals entitled to recognition and protection of their fundamental rights. Yes, it could spark a societal change. And guess what? Who would benefit from that? Us, because right now our very toxic, sick relationship with the natural world and with other animals is killing us. You know, when they go, we go. And we are on track to wipe out essentially all wildlife vertebrates um, within a decade. And, of course, one of the primary drivers is animal agriculture. So in terms of the biosphere, um, we've decimated the wild animal population and we're breeding 80 billion land animals to kill and eat every year. So it's, it's really an entire system of exploitation of animals on both ends. And so one of the things you can do is look at your diet's uh, footprint it's, and switch to a plant-based diet and you could radically reduce your impact on habitat. You know, Google it. The Amazon is being destroyed for cattle grazing. They say logging as well, but logging is the byproduct. The primary reason they're logging is for cattle grazing, and then they sell the logs. So you know the the level of animal exploitation that it's unprecedented in human history, and as more as more humans populate, we're now what eight billion humans. Um, the exploitation is just increasing exponentially along with the population and oh please the earth has already gone to bleep well we like to believe we can pull it back from the brink and it's not me saying that i mean there are um, noted noted scientists and people who are experts in this field like sir david attenborough who has an incredible documentary on netflix called breaking boundaries there's only a what a handful of boundaries once they're broken there's no turning back like the melting of the ice caps so we're, we're really on a race against time, and changing our relationship with the natural world is what is key. And in order to change our relationship with the natural world, the best place to start is to change our relationship with wild animals that we've kidnapped. So what are some of your final thoughts in terms of where this is going to go? Uh, I, I pray, literally pray, that this passes in New York City.
2: Yeah, our hope is that this passes in new york city and it will build momentum for other cities to pass legislation to either recognize the rights of elephants or other self-aware autonomous non-human animals or to ban their captivity and require that they be relocated to a sanctuary there is no reason to hold elephants captive all of the science shows that they suffer greatly in captivity there is no conservational benefit to holding elephants captive in zoos all the elephants bred and US zoos will never be released back into the wild. There is no intention for them to be released back into the wild. The sole purpose of zoos breeding elephants is to repopulate the captive population and for them to continue to exploit them in zoos. So it is not benefiting the species to holding them captive. So our hope is that through this legislation, happy and patty will be freed that no elephants will be continued to hold captive be held captive in new york city the other cities will pass similar legislation and that our litigation in other cities such as fresno california we have forthcoming litigation in, in colorado on behalf of elephants that there will be a, a shift and there will be a you know strong momentum to ending elephant captivity in the United States and that so the focus can be on helping conserve the wild populations there is no reason to continue this this madness and that just causes them immense suffering
1: I you know what they say from your mouth to God's ear I hope it all happens I really have faith in my hometown New York City will lead the way Oh my gosh, lead the way. And uh, there are powerful forces that are fighting it. Uh, it's going to be a struggle uh, because follow the money, follow the money. Is there is there any way to reach some of these donors at the Bronx Zoo, you know, the people who keep it sort of going, the wealthy, and convince them that they're on the wrong track? And that's my final question. We've got about a minute.
2: Um. Certainly anyone can look up the zoo is owned and or managed by the wildlife conservation society. They have a board of trustees. Uh, You can go and contact any of them. The wildlife conservation society has been very, uh, they are completely opposed to uh, uh, sending happy and Patty to an elephant sanctuary. So if anyone would like to contact the board of trustees, please do that. Please sign up for our email list so you can learn more about how you can, uh, help with this legislation and future bills that would ban elephant captivity in other cities across the US.
1: All right, well, it's been so fabulous having you. I really admire your work. It's such hard work, people. Support the Non-Human Rights Project, nonhumanrights.org. Get in there, get involved. Um, They are working around the clock. It's a unique organization in terms of the lawyers who are targeting these very important issues. And uh, I, I just wish them the very best. Keep us posted, okay? Come back. Well, I hope you come back when to celebrate when it's passed. And, of course, everybody, download Unchained TV. We are a nonprofit streaming network, um, and we are, are really trying to get outside the just the, the animal activist vegan bubble to reach good people all around the world who are looking for free content on their streaming networks. And they stumble upon this and then they learn things that they're not learning on mainstream media because the mainstream media <laughs> is run by advertisers who exploit animals. So often they don't cover it or if they cover it, they don't cover it fairly. So please support Unchained TV, download the app, And we'll see you next time here on Voice America Radio. Bye.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Unchained TV. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.